SMS messaging in both marketing and in customer service is often overlooked with businesses tending to gravitate towards email marketing or email communications to deliver key information. But with SMS marketing, you can deliver that information a lot quicker and faster to your customer's phone. Well, in this episode, I will be discussing the benefits of using SMS messaging with Daniel Pino of TourOpGo and how this can benefit not just your purchase journey and trying to persuade your customers to book one of your products, but during an experience as well to deliver key information like pickup points or if something happens on a tour that you have to cancel for any reason. Especially during COVID when we're becoming a lot more touchless society, when we don't want to pass things across or hand things to a customer, SMS messaging is another great way of getting around that issue. So welcome to the Digital Tourism Show, episode 259. Hi Daniel, thank you again so much for joining the Digital Tourism Show. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, I know we've, we've known each other for a little while now. I think we've, was it, we first met at, was it WTM? Was that the first place that we met at? I think so, yeah. Um, 2017, probably. That was that was probably the first one. Wow, wow. That was a good feel. If, if only we could be back in 2017 now, that <laughs> I think we'd all be happy or happier. But uh, but obviously, we're, we're here to talk about you know, SMS messaging and how that can help grow your business. But before we, we get into that, do you mind giving a little bit of a background on yourself and, and how you actually found yourself in the, the tours and activity sector? Of course, of course. Um, so, you know, I, I think I, I had a passion for traveling that started back in college when I did a first solo trip to China. And it was just so different. I, you know, I was, I was just so much out of my comfort zone that I thought to myself, if more people would do this, if more people would go out there and travel and get out of their comfort zone, like the world would be just so much better off, right? So I, right after college, I, you know, I, I thought, okay, I need, I need to, I need to start working in the travel industry. So I landed a job at Southwest Airlines, and you know, because when you work at, uh, at an airline, you get these free flights, right? And in one of my trips to Chicago, we bought this product called city pass the idea was to save money but as a result of buying this pass we ended up going to the museum of science and industry in chicago and it was revealing because i would have never visited this venue sorry but i would have never visited this venue if it wouldn't have been for this pass and it turned out to be the best museum i've ever been to and so you know this um, me and this other girl from southwest we decided to replicate this business model in latin america so I left my job at Southwest Airlines and started a pilot of this kind of like bundle pass called Bucket Pass. Two years later, we were already selling passes in four different cities in the country. And one of my suppliers for, you know, for one of these activities uh, that I had for Bucket Pass was Grey Line Ecuador. Uh, one day I was called by the owners of this company, uh, Josue and Paolo, who you already knew. And they told me, you know, we want to partner with you to create an OTA to sell the empty spaces that we have on our buses. And we know that there are many operators and, you know, facing the same kind of issues. 
So we basically started the first OTA that specialized selling activities at this kind of rate. You know, you could call it like the outlet for tourism activities. Uh, but the idea was to start introducing revenue management in the tourism activities industry. And as the OTA grew, we started talking to more operators and realized that there was a more, there was a more complex issue uh, behind the operators, which was communication with travelers, specifically after they had booked a tour and before they arrived. And so we kind of like pivoted tour up from being an OTA to an automated SMS and WhatsApp messaging system that allows you know, um, customers to communicate with the operator directly um, through SMS and WhatsApp, and WhatsApp, which are channels they already know. So that's kind of how I fell into the tours and activities industry. It's kind of been a, a whole journey and you've seen a lot of it too. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, for sure. And I know, I know that's one of the things we were initially discussing at WTM was, was, was tour up and how that's now developed into the app and everything else. So yeah, it's been good seeing your journey up until this point. So, so excellent. And it's, yeah, and it's such a small world that we knew guys from Grey Lane Ecuador as well. So it's uh, just shows you how, how small this world is. <laughs> it's a small industry too, right? And, and you know, a lot of the Grey Lanes and, you know, I think, I think part of like, you know, being connected to that, um, you know, to the, to the Grey Line network, which included you and many other uh, great people around it. Um, I think that's really what helped to up at the beginning when it was an OTA and helped us introduce, introduce us and the brand, you know, um, to this really great industry that, you know, I'm really passionate about now. Yeah. No, excellent, excellent. So, as, as I mentioned at the start, no, we're, today we're going to be talking about SMS text messaging and, and how that can drive you know, sales and marketing. So, and I have to admit, it's not, a, it's not an area I am overly familiar with. I know about it. I know certain, certain things it can, be, it can be used for. But for those who are uh, fairly unfamiliar with that method, how do you see that helping the sales and marketing process? Well... You know, if and I'm I'm not saying this for Tura, right? I mean, whatever method you use, I mean, every operator. I'm of the opinion that every operator should be using SMS marketing uh, for their business. Um, there's many ways that SMS can help an operator. Uh, the you know, I feel like operators are spending a lot of money right now to bring customers in. Um, Right. So they're spending on Google ads, on Facebook ads, and even through commissions, through OTAs. But once they have that customer, they kind of like leave it there. Right. So they don't really take advantage of the relationship that you can build with that customer. That relationship you can only build when there's a two way street. Right. When there's a conversation, uh, unfortunately, you know, and, uh, you know, like with other sources of, of, you know, like email, for instance, it's only a one way street. Right. But you need to you need to start asking the customer, and you know you need to let the customer talk to you back. So, you know the the the, the first thing that you know operators every operator should do is kind of like try to take advantage, maximize the amount of revenue you can get out of your customer. And this is you know it sounds cold, but it's business, right? I mean, you know especially in this day and age, there's less customers than than there used to be, right? So you need to make the most out of them, right? And and it, it, you know, I, I talk to a lot of operators every day and they, you know, they're always worried about like, I don't want my customer to feel like I'm selling things to them. Like I'm just, you know, they don't want to be the seller. Right. Like, and, and I'm like, well, 
this customer will really appreciate, you know, if you sell, you know, if you, you know, it, it's it's really how you pitch things, right? So you're not selling things to them. You're recommending, you're the local person for that, uh, for that traveler, right? You know, you got to tell them what are things they can do while they're there. So, you know, let's say a customer has booked, you know, a typical city tour. I mean, an operator can take advantage of that, right? To try to get them to book the city tour plus lunch. Or if they have a night tour, or like a ghost tour at night, you know, try to get them to do that as well. Because they probably don't have any plans for that night anyways. So the first thing that is is very obvious and it's, it's very easy to, you know, to relate, you know, to... Um, to look at the ROI of this is trying to do the upselling and the cross-selling, right? So, you know, making sure that that customer, um, you know, is doing as many activities with you as you can, you know, as if, if, it, if it provides value, right? Mm -hmm. um, the second thing that is, you know, the also more, more obvious is kind of like the social media part of it. So you can try to get that customer to follow you on social media, right? But you can also try to interact with them, right? So instead of just saying like, hey, follow me and kind of like a nat spot, you can say, hey, you know, since you're here, if you take a good picture, upload it to Instagram, right? Uh, if you share it in a story, tag us. You know, by doing that, you're kind of like, you know, if you're already paying, right, uh, or working on your social media accounts, I mean, this is a way for your cost for these customers who have you know who you spend money on right to follow you on those social media, but not just follow you, but also engage with you on social media, which creates a long-lasting relationship. And there's there's so many other things you can do. I mean, you can ask them to you know what I what I think about when I think about SMS marketing. I think there's a time for it, right? I mean, I don't think it should be it should be the only channel. I don't think it should be. Um, I don't think it should last forever, right? So uh, we have some sometimes customers who ask us like, can I send an SMS marketing campaign one year after they've been uh, they've been with us? And I tell them no, like, you know, I don't think this is the channel to do that, right? Be a little I bit blue if you did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when they'll get annoyed by you, right? And instead, you know, try to get them to follow you on your or, or to sign up to your newsletter instead, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so there, so you know, there's there's clearly a time for it, but I think it's really, really effective for you know for upselling, cross selling, for you to get more social media followers, for you to get uh, more um, you know newsletter subscriptions and whatnot, which are already channels which you know most of the audience here are probably working on already. <laughs> yeah, now I love the point you made at the start there, um, and, and it goes the same for 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 any method of marketing, in my opinion, but. Um, is using that platform or that method not to overly sell to someone. It is giving recommendations. So it's you no, know, I, I love that aspect. And it's, I think, but you know, I, I, we've all received texts, promotional text, and, and, and a lot of spam text and things. And it does put people off. So I think a lot of people may be a little bit nervous about using SMS marketing because you no, know, it does sometimes have those negative connotations and stuff like that. But if you are using it, uh, and a way to sort of say, look, well, I recommend you, you try this place, look at this place and do that, rather than saying, hey, would you like to buy this or buy that? I think that's probably the the, the, the best method of, of, of using that platform. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, you've you got to mix it around, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, you can, you know, if, if you're, you have a morning tour, right? Um, you know, you know that people... Are, are going to finish your tour and they're going to start looking out for where to go to 
bunch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you may or may not have a partnership with local restaurants, but if you know some of these restaurants around, like how much service can you really provide? Like by telling them, hey, you know, uh, it's the end of your tour. If you're looking for a place uh, for lunch, you know, here are four restaurants that we recommend that are, gonna, that are nearby. I mean, you may not make a buck out of it, but you're really providing a service for them that will, you know, will go a long way. Yeah, yeah. So with, with that in mind, no, when do you think something like SMS messaging should be used in the customer journey? No, at what stage is it? pre-booking is it no after booking then it's giving them no helpful information or, or as you say upselling and things like that as well and do you see it uh and no should it replace something like email marketing for example at a certain stage or should it complement something like that no and i suppose in the answer how do, how do travelers you know, react to receiving texts rather than an email for, in your experience you know, again, yeah, I totally agree with you. A lot of operators get a bit nervous about like sending SMS because they, they're like, is it too invasive for our customers? Like they, I hate receiving texts and stuff. In our experience, nine out of 10 customers. So the way that we do it and, you know, and I invite anyone who does it, whatever way they do it, do it the same way. Um, once a booking comes in, we actually uh, ask the customer, Hey, you know, thanks for booking blah, blah, blah tour on such and such day. We're going to pick you up or we're going to meet at such and such point, right? Um, we want to send you reminders. We want to send you notifications and relevant updates uh, for this tour specifically. If you agree, say, okay, otherwise say stop. If they don't reply, we, you know, you assume that they don't want to get any other text, right? Mm -hmm. But what's funny is that you know, anywhere from eight to nine out of 10 people, it depends on the operator, it depends on the market, but eight out of eight or at least nine out of 10 people will actually say, okay. So this is, you know, this is a, a really good figure, which tells you like people want to receive that, uh, want to receive this sex, right? And and the difference is that, you know, and it's it's funny because they do it immediately, right? I mean, it doesn't, they, they, they don't take time. You know, there's this uh, famous statistic that 87% of people will look at an SMS within the first five minutes, right? Uh, which is very different to email, right? And, you know, in the in, in terms of open rates and all that stuff. And I think the reason for that is because, it, like I said before, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, you can, customers now, like, when you get an email, you don't feel like you can respond. And if you respond to it, you know that you're probably not going to get a response within the, you know, within the next few minutes but when it's sms you're kind of like used to like this uh, interaction immediate interaction so i feel like and this is this is very specific to our industry chris you know for hotels i feel like it's a very standard product i mean like you know you book it whether that's through the hotel's website or through an ota you know you get there i mean there's a check-in and check-out um, times which are usually very similar like you know uh, and that's it, right? I mean, you have a room, you know, you know, you have probably have a shower, and that's it. But but for tourism and activities, like that's you know, you know, a, a a a jet ski rental is just so different, right? Than you know, than a hop on hop off sightseeing tour, right? I mean, and so the the reason why people accept these messages so much in our industry, I feel like it's because they don't really know what to expect. Right, so they don't want to miss out on any information if there's a relevant update regarding traffic or you know or storm or whatever it is. They want to want to make sure they're on the loop, right? Um, 
And so therefore they accept to receive the service, right? Which is different to, I, I wouldn't recommend doing that via email, right? But, you know, I think, like I said before, I think there's a time for it. I think people want to receive this text for the time being of the tour, you know, and kind of like stop there, right? I mean, I don't think they want to receive uh, a text message three months afterwards because it's so, you know, you look at it so much that, you know, when you receive an email, it's easy to delete it. It's, you know, you're, you know, you take time every single morning to delete all the emails that you're not even going to read. Well, you know, as soon as you get a notification, you immediately look at your phone. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you, you constantly do. <laughs> yeah, for better or yeah. for worse. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. So people don't want to receive it. So, you know, to, to answer your question, I think I think this too should be complimentary, right? I don't think it, it, I don't think you should be sending out launch recommendations via email, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be, you know, um, telling the customer what to wear and stuff like that on an email, or maybe, maybe so, but like, you know, definitely email marketing is for like the ongoing, or at least in my view, you know, for the ongoing engagement with that customer. Like if you want to send them an email a year after they've been just saying, Hey, you know, thank you for being one of the 500,000 people who visit us, visited us this year. Like do that via email, right? Mm -hmm. Don't do it via text. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can certainly see the huge benefits of it, especially during you know, the current climate with the pandemic, you know, that the fact that rather than maybe looking at someone's Twitter account or getting an email, that you would actually get a text to say, okay, your slot at this time to be on this tour is now uh, is now open, you can come along and just take hope that whole social distance thing and things are for certain destinations. I can imagine for that side of it would be huge. And I always remember, you know, with, with um, talking about Greyline again, but you know, with Greyline Iceland, they would always put out on Twitter to say, you know, we, we can't take you out to see the, the Northern Lights now because the cloud Northern cover is not. Whereas, you know, if you got a text, you would get that straight away without having to rely on the person looking at Twitter who they might not look at Twitter and they turn up and you're not there. So it's, it's, it's I suppose, in a way, it also helps with that side of customer service. Of course, of course, actually, you know, one of the things that we've implemented and once again, going back to the service part, right? I mean, it's not all about getting more reviews. It's not all about like the app selling or the cross selling or, yeah. or any of that. You know, some of the things that we that we always tell the, the, the operator is, you know, provide a service here. Like, you know, people are happy if people accept to receive, you know, this text, they're they're not accepting to just receive recommendations and things. Um, you know, so we, we use uh, SMS to tell them what they should wear if it's kind of like, you know, if it's something relevant for the tour, of course, like uh or or what to expect. And also with the health and social like distancing and all that stuff, like you know, we, a lot of our clients are, are kind of like, you know, using this method, right, to tell their customers like, hey, like, remember to bring your own face mask, like, um, you know, we're going to, you know, we're only, we're going to work at 50% capacity, so the bus is going to be pretty empty, like, you know, just things like that, that will make the customer feel a lot more, um, you know, more, uh, they can feel more sure that they're going to be in the safe space. And, you know, <laughs> At the beginning, you may not see how this relates to your revenue and all that. But, at, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if people feel sure that they're going to be in a safe space, you have much higher chances of actually them going instead of canceling. Right. Mm -hmm. So cancel cancellation rates should drop and all, and all of that. And, mm -hmm. and also most shows for those who have free walking tours. Yeah, it's not just that. It's not just the even doing simple things is asking for a, rev a review at the end of a trip, you know, having that as a little text where they can just click a button and 
leave no I just don't leave a little review you know it's just a little nudge that some people need exactly well i mean here's the thing i've been to i don't know how many tours already like i i love tours um and i've had some very great uh tour guides and and you know and i've been to some really great tours and the problem is that at the end of the tour people go you know the, the tour guide is asking you like hey please remember to rate us on TripAdvisor and blah 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 and sometimes they say them their names right so that so you can also include your name in, within your review but you know you you know you're just after the tour right then you go to the restaurant then you do something else then you get to your hotel you're tired you go to sleep probably the next day you're taking a plane back right then the next day you're off working and that's it i mean you you forgot and i'm sorry i've forgotten i don't know how many times to put out a review i like putting out reviews but it takes time because i forgot about it right but if you get a text like you know four hours later eight hours later it really depends on the market it depends on a few things right but if you get a reminder a day later and it says oh just click here it's just so easy right i mean yeah. it's uh, and, and and we've seen you know review rates go up by 150 percent 200 percent like it's it's crazy wow yeah that's amazing numbers that really is good so would, would you see there's a, there, is there any difference or much difference in, in using a system like this between sort of day tours and multi-day tours is would it be pretty much the same you no know, way and the same methods of, of, of promoting a business through that thing or, or, or do you see there's any differences that you can maybe no uh, no maybe sort of advise on no i mean definitely you know you gotta take different strategies right i mean um it, you know we, we've worked with a, a few multi-day um tour operators and you know they use it a lot more of a service than what a day tour operator would do right i mean if you're if you're booking a 1200 you know five day tour right or something like that i mean you expect, you know, a level of service um, that, you know, is going to really, you know, your your expectations are going to be really high, right? And I think that's really the focus that multi-day operators should have is, you know, um, telling their customer and, you know, sending out a campaign. You, we can, and, and again, you can do this in many different ways, but potentially, but, you know, you can send out a different message for day one, like, hey, you know, welcome to, you know, the start of a great five-day journey or something like that, right? Just welcome, welcoming them. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. Just welcoming them. Um, and then on day two, you can tell them, today we're going to do this, this, and that, right? And, you know, get ready because uh, bring your cameras because we're going to do such and such things. And then on day three, like, uh, recommendations on, like, today we're going to a swamp, so make sure you bring your boots, right? And, you know, just, or if they have, like, some, you know, some free space in the middle, you can do some of the upselling that we were talking about, right? Hey, you know, you've got the afternoon free today, but if you're looking for something to do, here's our recommendations. And, you know, the multi-day tour operator can still do some of those things, but most of it is going to be just a service, right? Just kind of like communicating with them, like, you know, getting a text in the morning, like, and making sure people kind of like do their things. Whereas in the day operator, you know, you're going to send out one recommendation message usually. It's not... You know, the, the interaction is just a lot shorter, right? Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, there's 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 definitely benefits to both of them, right? Uh, on one, you provide more of a service. On the other one, you may go and look more for like the, you know, cross-selling or the up-selling. But at the end of the day, I think both types of operators should definitely use it. Mm -hmm. Nice one, nice one. So obviously, TourUpGo you know, provides the services that we've all been mentioning. 
uh, for tours and activity providers. But say, for example, that you have a provider who relies really heavily on an OTA. Uh, and as a lot of us know, OTAs don't really pass on customer details and phone numbers and things like that. So do you guys have a solution to get around that? Or, or is there any solutions that you can give to operators to get around that if they wanted to use your, your app? Well, actually, you know, uh, OTAs do provide, most OTAs will provide uh, customers' phone number, um, especially when provide when you're connected to, to the API. Of, mm. So if you're using a booking uh, system, right, that is connected to, say, Viator or Get Your Guide or Kluge or whatever that is, um, sometimes, I mean, and, and this is, I understand why OTAs, you know, you, we may get into the debate, but right. But you know, they do provide that um, that phone number when it's through that through that API. So because we're connected to this to the you know to the operators booking systems, we actually get that information as well, right? So it's not on the email, right? And I understand why, right? You don't want you know an external person working for the operator just you know grabbing numbers and creating a whole database for that. Uh, but it comes through the API. And because it, it's coming through the API, it's also coming to us. And we do reach out to customers who are on the OTA. And you know, the o most OTAs, if you look at their terms and conditions, you know, one of the things that they say is, you know, you can contact the customer. We're going to provide you with some of their phone details so that, you know, OTAs know that they, you know, they're they're, they're not omnipresent, right? I mean, there, there are times when the operator needs to contact the client because, you know, like you said, right, in Iceland, if they can't see the Northern Lights, I mean, you know, you can't go through the OTA, you know, just to just to tell them yeah. about that, right? Um, so, you know, that's why they provide the phone numbers. And that's why we also limit, add to go specifically, that's why we also limit operators to contact the customer only until they're, you know, they're, customer has left the tour like one day or something like that. We allow them to, you know, to ask for the review and all that stuff, but we don't allow them to kind of like send these marketing emails or these marketing SMS campaigns to a customer who came from an OTA, right? So OTAs are very much aware that Tour of Go exists, right? Um, and I think, you know, it's it, we're helping the OTA operator relationship in, in many ways. First of all, you know, one of the things that we can do and we try to do for customers who want to do this is, um, you know, we allow the operator, let's say, you know, uh, the OTA has a policy where you can't promote, where you can't promote your own website uh, to, to their customers, right? So one of the things that, that we do is, okay, you know, we can, um, let's say the customer came through Expedia, right? We can direct them back to that operator's Expedia products, right? So in, in this case, right, I mean, the, the OTA is getting more bookings, right? Which they're going to be very grateful for, right? The operator is getting more bookings as well, right? And and you can you can argue, well, but those bookings come with a commission and all that stuff, right? But the OTA is going to choose the cross-selling campaigns, but you're not even sure they're going to do it with your products, right? I mean, the OTA is just going to promote the algorithm from the OTA. It's going to send out a marketing campaign and your competitor's products are likely going to be included within that marketing campaign. So what we, what we tell these operators is, you know, in, you should rather promote your own products within that OTA, which is also going to help your, the algorithm, you know, 
bring up your listings and all that stuff. Once you have more reviews, it's also going to bring up your listings, uh, which is going to bring more volume for you. And at the end of the day, it's also less travel for the OTA because one of the things that we do is, you know, we have a chatbot that responds to customers' questions on the go, right? So there's less of the, you know, 3 a.m. calls from Las Vegas, from Viator to the operator saying, hey, I have a customer, right, with me. And he's asking whether he can bring his child with, you know, to the tour and stuff like that. And, you know, there's there's less of that because, you know, the, the answers to these customers' questions are responded directly. Now, you're going to tell me, well, in that case, it seems like it's very much pro OTA or something like that. But by actually telling the customer, reaching out to the customer and saying, hey, this is Chris Torres walking tours, right? You're promoting your own brand, mm, you know, yeah. and... You know, you may bring some of the booking, you know, the sales back, but you're promoting your own brand. And now the customer is not going to just say, hey, I, I booked a tour or I, I went on a tour in Rome with Viator. No, you're going to say, I booked a tour on, uh, on Viator, but it was with an operator called blah, blah, blah. Like one of the things that I saw as an OTA so much when we were when we were working as an OTA is that a lot of people don't remember the name of the operator. Like mm -hmm. when they booked through an OTA, because they saw, uh, a lot of times they hide the name of the operator there, which is an argument I actually give you for. I actually give you credit for. I think <laughs> they should promote the operator's brand more. You know, sometimes they don't even know the name of the brand, like of the operator's brand. And so, you know, we are helping this this type of customers, and which is which are a lot, right? Um, kind of like create and foster that relationship with the OTA while also improve like you know, help their brand and help their social media accounts and their newsletter and all that stuff. No, excellent. No, I can't agree more. No, I think something that helps them and even just, you know, even if you just get a phone number, you no, know, you no, know, being able to look at the, the, the dialing codes and the country codes from that. So you can then say, okay, well, I know most of my customers today was a plus four, four. So they came from the UK or whatever other destination. So it even allows you to at least get some indication of where your customers are coming from. So uh, a lot of people don't look at phone numbers. They look at emails and they, they think when they don't have an email, how am I going to you know contact someone or know where they've came from? Whereas just by looking at country codes, you can get a better understanding of the various destinations they've came from, et cetera. So it's, it's often overlooked. So yeah yeah definitely like some of the demographics and stuff like that and and you know a lot of operators have this manual processes right where they you know once they are on the tour right they tell them like hey if you want to get the pictures that we provided for you like here's or they do the whole waiver stuff right to collect those emails to collect some of the demographics right um and to sign them up to their newsletter and, and, and things like that which i think are valid right but you know, one of the things that, you know, we can do is, or that you can achieve through SMS marketing, wherever way you do it is, uh, you can achieve that automatically, right? You can, mm -hmm. you don't have to have your tour guide kind of like manually, and especially these days, right? Providing out a hand, like, and a pencil that someone, that everyone's touched, right? And everything, you can just do it, you know, you can just do it via yeah. text messaging and, you know, get their customer, get, get those customers to sign up for your newsletter, to follow you on social media and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I know, and you actually, you know, just said something there that's really important now is, you no, know, if anything, what the pandemic has done is it's, it's accelerated people's thoughts about using technology. And, and now, yes, 
not having tickets when you go on tour, it's all going to be phone based, it's all going to be through SMS and all these other things. So you don't have to you know, touch a physical ticket, as you see a pencil or do something. Everything's going to try to be as uh, as, as touchless as possible and, and more and yeah. more people getting used to that. So it's if anything, it's 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 only going to accelerate even further in that direction. So Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's it's how it's how operators and not just operators. I feel like hotels are are going for that as well. Airlines. I mean, you know, there, there's got to be less, and you know, you got to find ways to, to go about that. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think I mentioned that it was near the start of the pandemic, but and I still stand by it that I I do think it might take twenty years or so, but or, or maybe less. But you just never know. But I actually do think because of this, we've now started to see the death of paper money i think that will now you know sort of just not be as readily available and all be digital now just again because you're passing something over to someone i think it will. so it's and that goes for that goes for tips too right i mean mm -hmm. for tour guides you know we're helping a few clients uh who wanted to provide like digital way for clients to provide a tip because i personally never carry cash um I'm <laughs> I, um, just a funny like one minute story uh, last you know ITV I think uh, you, you actually didn't actually uh, the, the ITV that was cancelled right with arrival back in April yeah. 2020 or March um, we actually did not did never we never actually took money out of an ATM we came up with zero cash we just tried it out and the only thing we couldn't do is uh, by this kind of like, you know, this, they have this ham back in Prague because we actually went to Prague because there was nothing to do in Berlin anymore. So we went to we went to Prague and the only thing we couldn't do is eat that ham. But, all, <laughs> you know, for the rest of it, we actually survived with just credit cards. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that that speaks to, you know, to I think a lot of travelers, I, they don't want to carry cash anymore, you know, going to the place where they convert their dollars for euros or vice versa. So, you know, the the, the more you can go towards that, I think, mm -hmm. I think it's better. Yeah, oh, for sure. No, I completely agree. So if anyone wanted to know more about Tour Op and what you guys do, what's the best ways of, of getting in touch? Well, I mean, I invite anyone uh, to reach out to me directly. You know, I'm just like you, uh, Chris. I think, you know, you talk to uh, a lot of your clients and anyone, not just your clients, but anyone who wants to talk, get in touch with you, uh, I think you're very available and uh, I'm the same way. So if anyone wants any advice regarding SMS marketing, even if it's not through tour up, like I, I really, um, uh, I'm like this. I mean, I found, you know, I, I found customers who have found their ways around it through different applications and stuff like that. And I'm happy to still like, kind of like give you some advice on some of the things that we've seen with our clients. Um, so my email is daniel at tourup.com. Uh, or, you know, you can also reach out to us at go at tourup.com. But our website is go.tourup.com. So instead of www. Uh, it's go.turup.com or, you know, you've got the Facebook and everything and, you know, and if, if, and if anyone wants to try it, you know, like, uh, sorry, give me my spot here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone just wants to try SMS marketing, it's just like, if, is this something that helps me or not? Again, you know, uh, the, the, the easy way to go about it instead of like having to find all this is, you know, Give it a try through us at least, right? Uh, we provide a 21-day free trial. 
at least for the time being, we're uh, you know we removed set of fees when the pandemic started. We haven't we haven't brought them back in, so there's no set of fees. You don't even need a credit card uh, to sign up. So you know you can try it. If it works for you, then you know you can decide whether it works for you or if you want to do your own workarounds. It um, so mm -hmm. you know happy to discuss strategy with uh, with you, and I'm sure Chris you know is also. Uh, it's going to be a great resource for how to complement, you know, your email marketing and, and with your SMS marketing and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it's 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 the best way around. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that, and that's that's great to know. So, you know, anyone who who's interested in this, please do get in touch with Daniel. He'll help you out whether you use Turop or not. So, Daniel, I can't thank you enough. No, it's it's great knowing more about this subject. No, I like I say, I know. Some of it, something you know, SMS sort of marketing is not something we've done uh, a lot of, really, to be honest. But it's something we're looking to get more and more into because we see the benefits of it, and we see, you no, know, just especially now, as I mentioned with the pandemic and everything else, how more important it's going to be going forward having tools like this, and just to help that customer, whether it's up selling, up selling, or just through pure customer service, just to help them out. So, um, so again, thank you so much for your time, and uh, can't thank you enough. Appreciate it, Chris. Appreciate having me here. And um, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Thank you.